Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. So now Posey ranges away, and throws it so high. There are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys with Mark Willard and Joe Shasky on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. All right, what's going on? Next episode, Garlic Fries and Baseball, guys. Here we go with Joe Shasky, Mark Willard, and it was uh, an interesting week, at least in the midst of, you know, not a lot of baseball drama, uh, but we did get a a few things. A vote of confidence for certain uh, high-level giants. We'll talk about that. More free agency rumors, Zach Littell drama with Gabe Kapler, all of it coming up in a moment. But, my man, let's start with Brandon Belt. So uh, we all know the situation he's in, the the procedure that he's had. Is his career over? Is just his Giants career over? Or could there still be some meat on the bone? Uh, That's all TBD. But I'll predict this, and we'll play it for you here in just a second. I I will predict that whenever Brandon's done, Brandon's going to get real popular as a post-career Giant. Um, Just because of his way, he's kind of quick sarcastic you know how it goes the guy that frustrates you while he's playing once he's not playing anymore you kind of tend to only remember the good moments um great appearance with crook and kipe on nbc sports bay area what kind of stood out to you yeah well a couple of things uh i totally agree with you on that first uh that final comment talking about how we're gonna remember him i do think five years from now Oh, my God. Even the biggest anti-Brandon Belt fan, uh, who's a Giants fan, is probably going to be like, you know what? I long for Brandon Belt because he was there for so long. And I think when you have that familiarity, you poke holes in everybody's game. Like, that's just the reality of it. And, again, I sold this to you before. He he was the first baseman during the most successful run that they've had since coming to San Francisco as an organization. Um, 
it was interesting to hear him be so candid and be himself. I do feel like the last two and a half, three years or so, a very mature, different, more open version of Brandon Belt. I don't know if this guy was inside of him the whole time or if this is just who he's blossomed into as he gets older. The part that just he was talking about his knee and he was talking about how healthy he felt. And I didn't know whether he was saying, I want to come back to the Giants or I want to come back to baseball. And he was also simultaneously bidding to do to the Giants fans. I had a tough time trying to interpret what was going on there. Well, I think it was all of those things. I mean, he made it clear. A, yes, he wants to play baseball. Among the other quotes, I really rather not play anywhere else. He loves the Bay Area, right? I know he lives out in Lafayette. Like, I think he's settled in very nicely when you're in one spot as a professional athlete for a decade. Uh, that's a that's a big, big deal. So um, I think he would love to keep playing. I think he would love for it to continue being a giant. But he also knows that maybe for the first time in his career, this is totally out of his hands. Somebody's got to want him. Doesn't know if mm-hmm. – and he probably is questioning his own body. Like he doesn't even know if he's actually going to be ready. Um, but you combine that with he's selling himself too. You know what I mean? Like, I feel better than I ever have in my career. How many times have you seen an athlete say that? Like, I mean, no, 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 you don't. At 35, you do not feel better than you do when you're 22, no matter what. I don't care. And you just had surgery last week. So you can say all of those things because he wants to play. And so he's maybe trying to talk himself into it. He's trying to talk another team into it. But I thought it was exactly what you said. It was a combo platter of I'd like to be back, but if this is goodbye – I want to have the chance to say goodbye. Yeah. 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 And, and you, it's interesting. You bring up like, oh, I feel the healthiest I've been, dude, you've got a knee brace. That's bigger than right. both of Peyton Manning's <laughs> knee braces in his final couple of seasons. Like I love you, bud, but come on, man, read the room. It was very interesting to hear how quick witted he was. I yeah. don't think he'll ever want to do this, but I could see him actually being quite a good broadcaster. I don't know if that's what he wants to do. And I don't know, you know, like a lot of these guys that get paid the amount that he got paid, you know, you reach a level of financial security. Why would you want to go on the road? Why would you want to go through the grind? But I thought he was really good in the booth and I didn't well, know this version of him existed. Yeah. I, I think what happens couple things on that, because there is a way to do it without having to travel a whole lot. Maybe he wants yeah. to be a studio guy, you know, and an analyst that's not doing play by play. That's one thing. Number two, I've always felt Brandon had this whenever we got to hear him talk, you heard a very wry sense of humor, a really smart guy, somebody who understands the whole process of media and baseball and whatnot. But he also got big enough in that clubhouse where he only had to talk when he had to talk. Here's what I mean by that. Like you watch this with a lot of pro athletes, like let's do this exercise with the Warriors right now. Let's say you or I was going to reach out to Raymond Ritter, who's the PR (laughs) guy for the Warriors. And you want someone to come on your show tomorrow from the roster. Who are you asking him to get? Well, let's process of elimination. You're not getting Steph. You're not getting Clay. You're not getting Draymond. You might get a Kavon Looney if you're lucky. He's the top of the PR tree. (laughs) Because, by the way, I've already been told one time, Andrew Wiggins, not a radio guy. So why have you never heard Andrew Wiggins on the radio? Now you know. I'm sorry. Just let the cat out of the bag. No, it's true. But you have to move down the list because there is a thing in sports and media circles where guys are like, I've already paid my dues. Yes. I don't need to sit here and do this, that, and the other mm-hmm. and belt 
and Buster Posey last mm. year. Crawford still comes on. He doesn't have to. He's so chill. I don't think he yeah, really exactly. cares. But yeah. Brandon didn't have to do that. Now he has to do that again. Yeah. If you want to play again or if you do want to set up something post-career, hey, this is step one. And, uh, and, and you're right. He does it well. In fact, let's take a listen to something that I felt – was a very, very good start. If you ever want to do something in media circles for the Giants, just pop into a microphone and say something like this. Well, if you had the the great honor of playing your entire career in a Giants uniform, and this is your home park. Absolutely. And, you know, like I've said before, I hope I get to, to keep doing that because yep. I've I really love the Bay Area. I, I absolutely love this organization. I love the fans. There's no, there's really nowhere else I want to play. So um, we'll see what happens. It's a business, you know, stuff happens. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm, and all I know is I'm going to get as strong as I can and get ready to play baseball next year. Um, and hopefully I get to see these guys again because I, I, I love my teammates as well. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So you compliment the city, you compliment the team. By the way, many people heard he also went on a lengthy compliment of Crook and Kipe. He said, you guys, I've been, I've heard every broadcaster in the business. You guys are the absolute best. I'm honored that you called all my games through these, this year. Like Brandon, if you wanted, this is maybe feels and sounds a little cynical, but if Brandon wants a post-media career, man, he followed the script perfectly yesterday. That's exactly how you do it to start getting a fan base on your side. Complimenting Crook and Kipe is, by the way, the first thing that you do. Yeah, and you know, just from a baseball element, first basemen always have personalities because when guys get to first, you always got to have a little conversation. <laughs> I mean, I don't care what level of ball you're playing. Like all the first basemen that I can think of all have some little personality and he goes right into it. What's funny to me is that he was a guy I, I was frustrated with at times. I thought he was a good player, an above average player. I've been going down the empathy rabbit hole when it comes to Brandon Belt, watching him walk to the plate and how his body's giving up on him. And then just thinking about the shift and thinking about certain players that maybe were born in the wrong era. I've thought about this a lot. And what if Brandon Belt had come up now with the rules changing the way that they are and the shift kind of going away and you see someone who's missed 41 home home runs, home runs at Oracle Park. Let me make yep. sure I clarify that. Basically, StatCast and all these advanced analytics have said, hey, about 40 to 45 home runs in his career could have been more had he not played at Oracle Park. You're looking at a guy with over 200 home runs. Maybe he's even more pull happy because there's no shift like. I'm just curious, like, are we going to look back at Brandon Belt and go, God, 
had he just come around 10 years later, you know what I mean? Like there's certain guys in certain sports. I feel like we look at them a little different because they just missed out on an era or a window. Yeah, I, I definitely think he's a guy I've always thought of. And in fact, um, look, we all love this ballpark. Yeah, we all love this ballpark. But I think we also can all agree if there is a picture of one player who's been affected by this ballpark, um, and, and I guess in a way you could say negatively, he, he is he is absolutely the first person. He's number one. Now, you could say, look, Barry Bonds did it. He was left-handed, but that's Barry Bonds. Um, he hit mammoth shots. He had help, all, all of that stuff. Outside of that, this guy, um, you know, not negatively affected in that he came in at a time where the ballpark was beautiful, the fan base was big, and the success was high. So he's definitely benefited from that. But statistically, no one has been affected more negatively by that ballpark than than Brandon Belt. Um, Yet, he keeps a wry sense of humor about it. You hear exactly what he says. Like, I don't know. I mean, uh, look, he's been paid handsomely, so I'm not asking for anyone to have uh, sympathy for him. But – I think by and large, he has always handled that really, really well. And and so we went through 10 years of the belt wars and I could see easily this guy being accepted across the board by the fan base once he's done. Um, and, and, and maybe that is now. So you're right. I don't know where he wants to go or what he wants to do if, uh, if it's not going to work out. But let me ask you this. Visualize this with me for a second, okay? Um, he is invited to spring training next year on a minor league deal, and he's getting down the line real well, and he hits 400 in spring training. How would you feel if he was on the roster? Here's the key. This is the number one thing. They cannot pencil him in every day to start the year, no matter what he does in spring training. Right. There have to be multiple contingency plans. As we Before you continue here, the DH is a huge factor here. That's another part of the Brandon right. Bell element that I don't think we gave enough credit for. Part and why I think a lot of people had venom toward him was because first base, because of the lack of the DH in the NL for so long, was a spot that you're like, hey, you could get this guy on the open market and he could play a little first but no Brandon was there because you didn't have the DH right for a variety of reasons so that's why I'm saying like yeah I have no problem with him coming back in a reduced role the same way we did with Hunter Pence a couple of years ago all right Mm -hmm. but you cannot pencil him in and visualize him like we did this year heading into this year hey he's your everyday first baseman he's gonna play 110 115 games I mean it's just that's not gonna happen one one last thing as we we go down this rabbit hole of his career and kind of looking back. And I don't think this is revisionist history. I'm asking out loud. Bond's clearly a unicorn. Bond's clearly the outlier here. Who's the second best hitter in the history of Oracle Park left-handed? It's Brandon Belt. And I don't think it's close. Mm, The second best left-handed hitter in the history of Oracle Park. I mean, the only other candidates that, that popped in my mind are JT Snow. And he was both parks. Yeah. You know, Brandon Crawford and outside of last year, that answers a no. Um, gosh, I mean, I didn't mean to throw one at you, but like, no, think about it. Like I'm, I'm just running my mind through well, all we never, the people. We never phrase it that way, Mark. Like, no. and that's something I think again, uh, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, you know, I've been vocally against the dude. And then I started thinking again, cause I've been feeling bad about all the years I crushed this guy. And I'm saying really like, I think I need to kind of recondition myself and how I'm viewing him. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, even even now, it's just actually while you were talking, I was just looking at a at a Brandon Belt sort of statistical page, mm-hmm. and and you look at career numbers, and we're always like at the end of a career, we're always thinking in terms of Hall of Fame and yes. how are we going to you know label yes. someone, and so obviously this is nothing near that. But when you see one uniform, 175 home runs, and an OPS well north of 800. Exactly. I, I don't know what to tell people. That's a good baseball player. That's a really successful baseball player. Absolutely. And, and look, and everyone's going, well, William McCovey, look, to hit 500 home runs, Boy, most, people, most people can't even count how many guys have 500 career home runs in the history of the game for 200 years. It's a very short list. Right. We're not going to name a body of water after Brandon Belt. Exactly. That's what, right. I get but that. But that does mean he still deserves his just due is yes. where I'm going at. There's got to be a bar that's lower than Willie McCovey for crying exactly. out loud. So, yeah. All right. So real interesting on Brandon Belt.